Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Greetings, everyone. I'm Vicki Vesliga, Director of the Section of the Clinical Specialists and Scientists section here at ASHP, and thanks for joining. I'm excited to share with you that today's episode is a curated feature from the exceptional programming from the 2020 ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Please enjoy the voices of your colleagues as they share the latest clinical information, best practices, and leadership advice at the world's largest gathering of pharmacists. Discussing the role of pharmacy technicians is such an important topic. It is integral to the pharmacy clinical services we are able to provide, as well as how well our distribution services function and overall how well our department and organization can service our patients. Advancing the roles of pharmacists has required us to change the way that pharmacy technicians are educated, the way pharmacy technicians are trained, the way pharmacy technicians are regulated, and lastly incorporated into pharmacy practice. If we want our pharmacists to practice to the top of their license, we must also find ways for our technicians to do the same. Over the past 20 years, technicians' roles have expanded outside of traditional operations and into all areas of pharmacy, from tech check tech to billing and financials to diversion to automation. A lot of responsibilities that used to be completed by external departments or not at all are now being taken on by our pharmacy departments and pharmacy technicians. It is important to look at what we require for these, for these jobs as far as entry goes and how individuals can progress from one job to another. For example, what we would require for a technician entering into an operations position, for example, you may want them to have retail pharmacy experience or hospital pharmacy experience, may be completely different than what we expect out of our technicians who are entering positions such as diversion or automation. And we still have to consider how we progress our pharmacy technicians from one job role to another. To meet the demands of these various new roles and duties, a lot of organizations have begun to utilize career ladders as a way to incentivize technicians to take on other responsibilities. So what exactly are career ladders? As defined by the Society for Human Resource Management, career ladders are the progression of jobs in an organization's specific occupational fields ranked from highest to lowest based on level of responsibility and pay. Career ladders have been the norm for certain organizations and certain jobs, However, the concept has received an increasing amount of attention from the profession of pharmacy over the past couple of years. The concept of career laddering has its roots in part from theories around motivation. For maximum benefit, career ladders should target roles with high voluntary turnover, specialized skill sets, and a perceived lack of developmental opportunities. Within pharmacy, this certainly would apply to our pharmacy technicians. Our skilled pharmacy technicians are oftentimes attractive to competitors, and this might make them leave the organization if they're unengaged or looking to expand their role and responsibility, which we may not be able to offer them. Traditional career ladders, defined tiered knowledge and skill sets, can be broadly applied across pharmacy practice settings and guide what responsibilities can be delegated to the pharmacy technician based off of their level within the pharmacy technician career ladder. While there are many advantages to pharmacy technician career ladders, there can certainly be downsides to implementing them. So while you may be trying to fix certain issues within your department, such as turnover and engagement, 
you can sometimes creating other issues. Traditional career ladders can have certain disadvantages such as a single ladder for all technicians in a department. So you may have your inventory technician in the same career ladder as your operations technician, who's also in your same career ladder as your medication history technician. There's oftentimes a vertical job movement only, meaning that you move from technician one to technician two to supervisor technician. The criteria for advancement is oftentimes nonspecific and promotion is oftentimes based on seniority. And lastly, pharmacy technician career ladders don't always reflect the variety of pharmacy technician roles and related training that our pharmacy technicians have. But we do implement career ladders in an attempt to address such issues like compensation, turnover rate, employee engagement, perceived lack of growth opportunities, and we also implement them to recruit and incentivize professional development, and lastly, to expand our pharmacy technician roles. So looking first specifically at technician compensation, typically human resources will send out market surveys and answer market surveys from across the country. From there, they will determine the midpoint based off of a percentile of that market survey. For example, at WVU Hospitals, our human resources department will look at the 50th percentile of the market, and that's what they put as their midpoint. They then go 25% in each direction, so the 25 percentile range would be the min, and the 75th percentile would be the max, and that's how they get their range. Typically, when we try to change our pharmacy technician salaries, we always get the answer, the market is the market. However, we all know that this range does not always accurately reflect the wide variations in training, education, and job responsibilities for our pharmacy technicians. While some hospitals may have their pharmacy technicians only in filling roles, other hospitals may have their pharmacy technicians completing medication histories, doing financial reviews, and also leading automation projects. It's important that we understand all of the aspects that our pharmacy technicians are taking on to ensure that we compensate them appropriately. The other problem that pharmacy technician career ladders try to tackle is turnover. Turnover typically occurs because of lack of growth opportunities, poor salary, or inadequate staffing for our pharmacy technicians. But the effect on the bottom line is significant. It can certainly affect productivity, quality, and customer service. And just remember that entry-level position turnover can be up to 50% of an annual salary, depending on when turnover occurs within the technician's tenure. Many people can also become dissatisfied without a pharmacy technician career ladder because of lack of growth opportunities and incentives. Like we mentioned, there could only be vertical progression through technician job classes and only career growth through supervisory roles. But if a pharmacy technician doesn't necessarily want to manage other people, they may not have any growth opportunities. The other thing is seniority is the only way sometimes to increase compensation. And there's oftentimes no incentive to develop new skills without a pharmacy technician career ladder. There are many aspects of professional development, such as board certification, professional organizational involvement, committee membership, technical skill development, clinical skill development, as well as leadership development. These all try to drive employee engagement and professional growth. These are probably the most important things that should be included in a pharmacy technician career ladder. However, they're oftentimes the most ones that are frequently missed. One solution that we came up with at WVU Hospitals, instead of doing a traditional career, career ladder, is we did what we call career tracks. Tracks are very similar to career ladders, except they may be able to reflect a broader scope of pharmacy technician activities. They do better align job descriptions with job expectations for us. They do allow for lateral job movement. They encourage skill growth for job growth. 
and our ladders are actually built into our pharmacy technician tracks. They also put the employee into the position that they want rather than forcing them into more of a management type position. So now I'll go through our previous pharmacy technician career model, the hurdles that we came up with, and, and talk a little bit more about our technician career tracks. So WVU Medicine, WVU Hospitals is a 720-bed academic medical center located in Morgantown, West Virginia. We are a level one trauma center with nearly 50,000 emergency department visits annually. We are comprised of our adult hospital, our WVU Medicine Children's Hospital, our Mary Bab Randolph Cancer Center, our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, our Rockefeller Neurosciences Institute, as well as our Chestnut Ridge Psychiatric Center. Our previous model was three rungs. We had pharmacy technician ones, pharmacy technician twos, as well as pharmacy technician supervisors. Our pharmacy technicians ones were essentially our entry level position. They did not require our pharmacy technicians to be nationally certified. However, they did have to be certified within three months. Our pharmacy technician twos had to be nationally certified upon hire. And then our technician supervisors managed those technicians. And of course, they had to be nationally certified upon hire as well. Why change? If you look at our technician engagement scores for the past several years prior to our model change, you can see we failed to ever break tier three, which is the lowest tier category. We failed to ever even break 3.7 on the scale of one through five. The other reason was voluntary turnover rate. As a national benchmark, we were looking at about 13%. In 2018, WVU hospitals had a pharmacy technician turnover rate of 42.3%. Our organization benchmark is 15%. So you can see that we are drastically above both the national benchmark as well as the organizational benchmark for turnover. So we decided to move into a new model and really just start to explore our gaps and our strengths associated with our current model. One of our first steps was to gain our vice president approval. What we did was we created goals based off of our gaps as well as our strengths. So we really looked at where could we improve and what were we doing well. We took feedback from focus groups as well as our employee engagement survey. And then we presented that to our vice president and had him on board to make a, make a model change. From there, we designed a structure with our focus team that included our pharmacists, our pharmacy technicians, our leadership, as well as some others across the department. From there, we obtained director level approval and so this was implemented with both our specialty pharmacy and our retail pharmacy, as well as our inpatient pharmacy. We worked closely with our human resources department to both determine a cost, but also to make sure that we were headed in the right direction with job descriptions. And then lastly, we looked at the justification and the budget. One of the hardest things to do for us was truly defining a pharmacy technician. From here, we had to look at what does the Board of Pharmacy say? What is our philosophy as an organization? What are our goals that we're trying to accomplish? And what is your organization's uh, culture? There may be a reason that you may not want someone to be in a pharmacy technician career ladder. For example, a 340B analyst. You may want your 340B analyst to have higher minimum qualifications that typical pharmacy technicians may not be able to meet. On the other hand, you may want your pharmacy technicians to have a higher minimum expectation but you can't have it too high because you want to make sure that you can still hire pharmacy technicians and decrease that vacancy rate. Luckily for us, the West Virginia State Board of Pharmacy does accurately define pharmacy technicians, and they list out roles and responsibilities that pharmacy technicians have to have in order to be a technician. So the West Virginia Board of Pharmacy really has two types of pharmacy technicians. One type of technician is a pharmacy technician trainee. 
Those folks have a high school diploma or equivalent, must be enrolled in a pharmacy technician training program. They may act as a technician with supervision, and then they also must transition to the pharmacy technician within 15 months. That has since over the past couple of years been lowered, but at the time we created this, it was 15 months. The other type of pharmacy technician they have is just a standard pharmacy technician who really must be nationally certified, and they must have completed an on-the-job training program or a actual associate's degree that is uh, associated with pharmacy technician. So really the difference is being certified versus not certified nationally for our pharmacy technicians. So really what we determined for our philosophy for what a technician is was positions falling within our model are those which have duties that the Board of Pharmacy requires to hold a registration as a pharmacy technician, trainee, or a pharmacy technician. These positions would have a minimum requirement of registration through the Board of Pharmacy. Other positions such as business analysts would fall outside of our new model. As I mentioned, we laid out goals and gaps with our current pharmacy technician career model and really looked at an ideal career model of how we would want to structure it. Some of the things that we came up with were, of course, to improve pharmacy technician salaries, allow technicians to specialize, improve pharmacy technician training, further engage our pharmacy technicians, allow for job growth, manage low performers, and lastly, retain and reward high performers. This was difficult because obviously there were certain things that were more important to certain people than others. Some individuals wanted us to solely focus on improving technician salaries. Other folks wanted us to focus on allowing our pharmacy technicians to specialize. And other folks wanted us to improve pharmacy technician training. So we really tried to had, we really had to look at it holistically to ensure that we were meeting everyone's initiatives. So this is what we came up with. This is our new model. Now it looks complicated on paper. However, it is actually fairly simple. You'll see going from left to right, we had operations pharmacy technicians, specialist pharmacy technicians, as well as clinical pharmacy technicians. Lastly, we had two types of formal leadership pharmacy technician positions, our lead pharmacy technicians and our supervisor pharmacy technicians at the bottom. You will also see within each of those three buckets that we do have a ladder built in that we have pharmacy technician ones, pharmacy technician twos, and also pharmacy technician threes. The last thing that I will point out, which hits to the, the salary piece that, that some folks wanted, was that there is a 10% increase in salary as you move down and also across. The market salary was meant for our operations pharmacy tech ones, and then our pharmacy technicians twos would make 10% more, and then our operations pharmacy technician threes would make 10% more than that. These folks are typically our inpatient delivery technicians, outpatient filling technicians, as well as our central pharmacy technicians. You can see there the differences between one, two, and three outside of the salary are the minimum expectations of experience as well as certifications. For our operations pharmacy technician ones, there is no experience required. However, they must be certified within nine months and be registered through the state board as a pharmacy technician trainee, like we talked about previously. Our operations pharmacy technician twos have a minimum experience of six months, must be nationally certified, and can then be registered through the board as a pharmacy technician. Lastly, our pharmacy technician threes have a minimum of three years experience, must be nationally certified, must be registered through the board as a pharmacy technician, and undergo annual evaluations to ensure that they're meeting the expectations that we set out for our pharmacy technician threes. 
For our specialist technicians, you can see here that the salary does increase 10% from our operations technicians and also increases as you go from a one, two, to a three. The roles for these folks is a sterile products technician, satellite pharmacy technician, as well as even our narcotics pharmacy technicians. We operate the same way as far as minimum expectations for our ones, twos, and threes within the specialist role. The last bucket, like I mentioned, is our clinical pharmacy technicians. Again, they do get a 10% increase from moving from a specialist pharmacy technician to a clinical pharmacy technician. The roles for these individuals would be medication history technicians as well as patient assistance technicians for us. So again, increasing that autonomy and having a little bit more patient interaction. Again, the movement between one, two, and three looks fairly similar in, in both experience as well as certification. Building from our clinical pharmacy technicians, like I mentioned, we have our formal, formal leadership technician positions. The salary, again, is 10% based off of the clinical pharmacy technician salaries for our lead pharmacy technicians. Our lead pharmacy technicians handle scheduling, training, design, and development, as well as project management. So, again, getting back to one of the goals that we were looking to, to try to fix. You can see there the experience is three years of experience as well as certification as a nationally certified, as well as registration through the state board. Our pharmacy technician supervisors, just like previously, we kept this job where they would be managing other pharmacy technicians. However, we did increase the experience requirements for this position. There's a 10% increase in salary from our lead pharmacy technicians. And the experience is a bachelor's degree plus one year of experience, associate's degree plus three years, or high school diploma plus five years experience, of course. They must be nationally certified and registered through the state board as a pharmacy technician. As far as cost justification goes, managers, uh, once we laid out all of our, once we laid out our model, managers at that point put each employee into an operations specialist, clinical lead, or supervisor bucket based off of their current roles and responsibilities. From there, we handed that over to human resources. Human resources then divided each employee into a pharmacy technician one, two, or three based off of past experience and minimum qualifications. From there, each employee's salary was individually assessed based on years of experience and equity. You can see there that the number of pharmacy technicians that we had across our divisions was 123. The average hourly rate increase was 11.62%, with an average annual rate increase of a little over $3,000, giving us a total organizational cost of $420,000. So it wasn't cheap. How we paid for this was based off of creating our clinical pharmacy technician and advancing our practice through medication history and a medication reconciliation program. We felt as though if we were able to create a clinical pharmacy technician, we would be able to drive more prescriptions to our retail pharmacy and increase our revenue from that standpoint. We historically hadn't been able to do that. Post implementation, we looked at similar results. Again, we looked at our annual voluntary turnover rate. If you look, if you remember back in 2018, we had over 40% voluntary turnover. In 2019, uh, once this was fully implemented, we had a voluntary turnover rate of around 21.23%. And so far this year in 2020, we have a 19.61 voluntary turnover rate. So we're still not exactly where we want to be as far as meeting a benchmark for both national as well as the organization but we nearly cut our annual voluntary turnover rate in half for our pharmacy technicians. You can also see here monthly turnover rate. Once we did fully implement our pharmacy technician structure, 
we were able to cut our monthly turnover percentages nearly in half. We also looked at monthly vacancy rate. So the number of pharmacy technician positions that we have open at any given time in comparison to the total number of positions that we have. You can see once we did fully implement our pharmacy technician career structure, we nearly cut that number also in half down to close to four to five percent total. The last thing that we looked at was average years of service at termination. Pre-implementation, the average year that our pharmacy technicians left us was at 2.2 years. Post-implementation, it was 3.61 years. So we added nearly a year and a half to each of our pharmacy technicians leaving. And I anticipate that this number will continue to increase as we move along in our pharmacy technician career track program. I'll also mention employee engagement. So if you remember, we had not broken tier three prior to 2018. So we still have some work to go to be able to get to tier one, but we're inching closer. As far as next steps go, we still feel there's room to improve. As you saw by our engagement, we can still reach tier one. Uh, by our turnover rate, we can still meet those benchmarks that we're setting out for ourselves. But there's still some other things we can do for our pharmacy technicians. We can require graduation from an accredited pharmacy technician school. We've got to be careful of this one because we don't want to necessarily raise the minimum requirements and increase our vacancy rate, but we also do want to make sure that we have well-trained pharmacy technicians. We want to continue to press for even higher wages for our pharmacy technicians and continue to have compensation recognize what our pharmacy technicians do on a daily basis. Explore all facets of pharmacy technician engagement. Again, try to look at that professional development piece for our pharmacy technicians. And lastly, we want to continue to focus on training new pharmacy technicians. We have implemented roughly five lead pharmacy technicians since our program has started. And so we're hopeful that that number will continue to increase so we can continue to have better engagement and training for our pharmacy technicians. So a few key takeaways that I have, as pharmacy practice continues to evolve and advance, job descriptions and career ladders need to advance to reflect new pharmacy technician roles and responsibilities. Career tracks can provide pharmacy technicians with job opportunities for increased pay, skill development, as well as professional job growth. And lastly, implementing a more meaningful career track structure can positively influence technician turnover rates and improve employee engagement. Thanks so much for listening today. Be sure to follow us at DaysHP Official wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to check back soon to hear more featurettes from the 2020 ASHP Midyear Clinical Meeting. Until then, this is Vicki Vexlega from ASHP Official, and thank you for all that you do for our patients. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.